Greetings, everyone. This is Nancy Gill with the James Exchange. And today I have with me the Buckingham Board of Supervisors Chair, Jordan Miles III. And I welcome Jordan. We're going to talk mainly about those pesky gold mines that are popping up in Buckingham, of all places. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you, Nancy. It's a pleasure to be with you and, and your listeners. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. So I've been covering the gold mines, not quite a bit, but probably more than some of my, I don't know, I think everyone's interested in it. Sure. So my, my understanding is a, a two or three years ago, Aston Bay, a Canadian company, came down to do exploratory drilling on gold mines in Buckingham that had been vacated right around the Civil War era. And they've been doing these drillings in, I believe, two different areas in Buckingham. And residents there were very much upset that they didn't have to get permits. You know, you have to get a permit for a, a water well. That caused great concern. Mm, sure. And I know at the time, the Board of Supervisors did not see any way that they could curtail the exploratory part of gold mining. Is that correct? So just a little bit of background, and I have been in touch with people who live up in that in those communities for, as you noted, for over uh, two years, it seems like. And that is not my district, but I do view our roles as supervisors that we shouldn't always uh, confine ourselves to the boundary lines of the voting districts. That's up in the James River District, and I represent the Maysville District. But again... I grew up in Glenmore, which is right near that community. So they're my friends and neighbors. And when the county learned about this activity or this accessory use is what we call it per the code, county staff went up there and they stopped what was going on. And once we learned about more what was going on, actually, it's been a complicated road. Let me just say that. And so what we did, and quite frankly, I love the effort on this, is that core sampling, in my opinion, whether you're going to build a home or a library, because we had to do some core sampling before we decided where the county was going to put the new library. So we see the county views core sampling as an accessory use, not necessarily a use. That is something that is permitted in terms of an accessory use. And I personally view that as a land rights matter that if I own the land or if I'm leasing the land and have permission from the landowner, and if I want to see what's under the ground, I should have that right. Now, that's not to say that snap your fingers and there's an open pit gold mine. That's there are two totally different things. A lot of people don't understand that you can core sample because you want to see what's in the ground. You're curious if you own the land and you own the mineral rights kind of thing. Also, you don't just core sample because you want to put in a mind of some kind. There are numerous reasons to have that accessory use activity happening. So that is permitted. We we did that a few years ago, and I support that, that accessory use because I may want to do it on land I own in the county before I build a structure or erect something or add something to the land. So that is somewhat of a separate issue, but obviously it did lead to the situation we're in now where we are having this study of which I've been a part of as part of the house bill that came out of in 2020, 
2020, I think it was, either that or 21, I'm pretty sure it was 20, anyway, that came out that um, is studying the impacts of uh, gold mining and the Commonwealth. So that's sort of where we are now, bringing it up to speed a little bit. And that House bill actually, or the General Assembly asked for a group to be formed. Mm -hmm, to... That's right. They asked for a committee. And the organization, federal organization, actually came to Buckingham and yep, held, that's right. held a community The session. National Academy of Sciences came, and I attended that as a member of the Board of Supervisors, but also as a uh, member of the work of the statewide work group committee. And it was very enlightening, very interesting to put it at best. How much weight do you think their findings will have with the General Assembly? The National Academy of Sciences or, yes. or the whole thing? Well, well, let's take the National Academy of Sciences first and then broaden it out to the whole thing. Well, quite frankly, I don't think much is going to happen. I don't think the General Assembly is going to do anything, which is disappointing. And I'll tell you why. In 2020 or 21, whenever this bill came out, the Democrats had complete control of the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansion. And that bill originated in the House that called for a ban or prohibition and a study. Well, it went to the Senate, the same party stripped it of its of the ban and of the prohibition. So, and now you've got Democrats running the Senate, Republicans running the House, you get a Republican governor. Quite frankly, I don't think anything's going to come of it. I think it's going to be up to the up to the localities. I hope I'm surprised and wrong, but I don't see that happening in the General Assembly. Plus, it's an election year, so yeah, next year. True. Also, there is state code. It's 15.2-2280, and it's basically zoning ordinances generally. But the fourth point in this ordinance, it actually gives local jurisdictions the ability to control the excavation or mining of soil or other natural resources. So in terms of that point, Nancy, thank you for bringing that up. Joe Lurch, who is with the Virginia Association of Counties, spoke to us. It'll be two weeks ago Monday at our committee meeting, the statewide mm -hmm. study committee meeting, and he informed us about uh, actions that localities can take. And we do have that avenue we could go through using our zoning ordinance. Uh, one thing, obviously, that localities, including Buckingham, need to be cognizant of is that uh, we have a slate mine or a quarry and conite mining in our county, which employ a lot of people. And they have been very responsible stewards of the environment for many years. And they're great corporate partners to the county. So if and when we begin the process of amending our zoning ordinance to try to regulate or ban gold mining, we have to be careful in terms of the legalities and following the Code of Virginia and not tying the hands of those two great partners in the county, Conite and the Slate Quarry. So there are some considerations that we have to take into account there. But in talking to Virginia Association of Counties, some other folks, legal counsel, that, that, that is an avenue that a locality could take. Well, it seems to me that the difference with the gold mining is actually the toxic waste that it produces. Sure. And I don't believe 
either the kyanite or the slate businesses do that. Um, you can that me that is accurate. That is accurate. There's a clear so, difference in, in between the activities, what puts in, what comes in the ground, and what comes out of the ground with gold versus slate versus kyanite and that kind of thing. You know, the the big one hundred and well. 500 pound elephant in the room is, is that, okay, board of supervisors, when are y'all going to ban it? Ban gold mining. And so what I would say is that, again, speaking on behalf of, of myself only, not the board, I feel as if that if December 1st, this study is going to be done. That's no time. That's less than two months now. And so what I think we need to do is wait on the study to be complete and Take everything into consideration. See where we go from there. You know, I've read every word of the study, draft study that's come out. And one point that I know that you've you probably seen this, Nancy, is that one point in the study states, quote, there is an imminent threat to the public health of those living in Buckingham County, as well as those residents living in other geographical regions in the state if mining were to occur and the and the protection systems fail. This could release poisonous chemicals and byproducts from mining activities into the James River. And that, quite frankly, is pretty damning. That is pretty damning. And that could affect not only Buckingham, but Scottsville, because y'all are our neighbors to the north. Right. And I believe there was one, I, I don't remember the locality, but one of the retention ponds that was holding the toxic waste, the dam broke and mm -hmm. it actually killed. 50 miles of a river. I believe that is what residents in the town of Scottsville haven't really grasped. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do to educate is my goal. Sure, absolutely. And you, the other part of the report is that Virginia lacks, clearly lacks an environmental justice regulatory framework. And quite frankly, the regulatory framework to manage something that could be so dangerous and poison wells, much less the James River of the local people around there. It is apparently clear if you read just portions of the report, you don't have to read the whole thing, but if you read portions of the report that the Commonwealth does not have what it takes to regulate something as impactful and large scale as gold mining, period. I actually read a few weeks ago in a national newspaper that there is no regulation on the federal level for federally owned lands for gold mining. So there's also a movement in your county, and it's a group of people that have submitted the Community Rights Ordinance, which they say is not regulatory. It's more of a rights-oriented ordinance. And in it, they basically say that everybody has a right to not have toxic trespass. I believe another point they're trying to make is you want to do a gold mine, you prove to us first right. that it's safe. So how is this going through the Board of Supervisors? Well, I can tell you, I'm not going to vote for it. And let me tell you why. Again, going back to the what started all this is the gold mine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those people who are supporting that, they're my friends and they're my neighbors. They've been in my home. I've spent a lot of time with them. 
started with the Atlantic Coast Pipeline when I was a reporter with the Herald. So I very much respect what they're trying to do. And I respect all of their efforts to ensure that the people, not only in those communities to the northwest portion of the county, but across the Commonwealth are healthy and have a great environment to live in. But I don't think it goes far enough. If you want to ban gold mining, just say ban it in zoning ordinance and be done with it. I don't think that that rights-based ordinance holds water, frankly. I think it needs to be regulatory. If you're serious about it, ask us to ban it in the zoning ordinance and be done with it. And then the other thing is, again, if they're serious about what they're saying, they need to go to the General Assembly and talk to them about this as well. Because we're dealing with real estate, certain things that they're calling for, we we can't do because we don't have permission from the Commonwealth, from, from the General Assembly. So if they're serious about what they're doing, and I really believe they are, they need to ask for a prohibition, county and statewide. It's as simple as that. Don't kind of play around and say, well, you can do it if you can show us it's safe. No, just 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 ask for us to ban it and be done with it. I've got a feeling that may be coming down the pike after they listen to this. <laughs> so, I look forward to seeing them on Tuesday night. We've got a move, our meeting is on the 11th in October uh, and, and on the second Tuesday in November for your listeners. So okay. because we've got a Virginia Association of Counties meeting in November. Do you think that because, you know, our Commonwealth is under Dylan's rule, mm-hmm. do you think it hampers localities to truly protect themselves? You know, it, that's interesting, Nancy, because I read an article this morning. I forget what paper it was. I, I probably read 10 every morning on online. Jeff McKay is the chairman of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, and he actually did an interview with some with some news reporter about how Dillon Rule does hamper localities, counties, cities, and towns from doing certain things, whereas, for instance, we had to lobby the General Assembly two years ago to enact a solid waste fee. And that takes a lot of time. It's kind of like Big Brother. And I've done a lot of research on Dylan's role and it's complicated. It's sort of set up where we're the children, mm-hmm. the, the county cities and towns and the Commonwealth and the 40 senators and the 100 members of the House of Delegates, they're our parents, essentially. So if they don't give us permission to do something in the code and we want to do something that's not there, we essentially, broadly, generally, have to go on bended knee and beg, bar, and plead and say, please let us do this, please let us do this, please let us do this. And Virginia's not the only state that's like that. There are other states that operate like that. It certainly can hinder things from economic activity to uh, environmental protections to us wanting to charge a little bit of money for a solid waste fee. So it does certainly impact our trajectory, depending on how we want to do things for our citizens. So there is an impact. How to fix it? Don't ask me because I don't know. I was going to say perhaps we need to put it on a referendum. I'll beat you in Richmond when you want to do that. (laughs) I may take you up on that. And you may have not all town council can go unless we call it a a special special meeting. meeting. (laughs) Yeah. So I know that Dominion Energy had put in an application for special use permit for yet right. another like thousand fifteen hundred i i forget acre two thousand farm two thousand and this would be relatively close to where apex clean energy has theirs that's exactly right it would essentially run kind of parallel to the route 20 quarter 
uh, from Bridgeport Road North, if your listeners are familiar with that area, Northern Buckingham, and then that's obviously near you all in Scottsville. Yes, they basically suspended the SUP hearing, the public hearing. That's right. They had a public hearing set up at the planning commission level. They decided on their own volition to uh, pull the permit there was no public hearing held. And, you know, I was reading another news article from a few years ago, and, you know, the General Assembly has told us, again, our parents have told us that um, (laughs) the Commonwealth needs to be on 100% clean energy uh, by 2045. So that's sort of where the push has been coming from for a lot of solar facilities. We do right now, Nancy, have a smaller scale solar project on Route 60 East, which is not near Scottsville, uh, entity wants to, I, I want to say it's five megawatts. So it's not, so it's not like 75, which is what Dominion wanted to do along the Route 20 corridor. You know, solar has a lot of advantages. It certainly has a lot of disadvantages if localities and companies do not install the correct buffers, the correct stormwater basins, the the correct number of runoff basins. And I do think that Riverstone, which was proposed and we approved, it was proposed by Apex, uh, which you referenced earlier. I think that's going to be a good project for the county. We were very stringent on the regulations and the conditions in the special use permit. We even created an advisory council, so to speak, of some landowners to help us monitor and to stay involved and to represent those communities near there. And then again, like any project, there are there are horror stories. If you look look in the newspapers across the Commonwealth, you know, when heavy rains come, creeks get polluted and dirt and silt run off into the creeks and stop the creeks up and people's wells might be discolored. But I really do think that we did a really good job in ensuring lots of protections for not only the environment, but the people living up near Uh, the Apex project. I know that the one out on 60, DEQ got a little interested. It seems that it was sediment, I believe, runoff that was impacting one of the creeks, but that has been remediated, hasn't it? Yes, that was remediated really before the media even got hold of that story. But I will tell you this, quite frankly, that is not a representation, that project on Route 60. Is not a good representation of a good project that ensures the environmental regulations that should be put on a solar facility of that size. I was not on the board then, asterisk. I was a news reporter, so I did follow, and I've been on that site several, I've been to that site several times, and um, that project was not done well, and I'll leave it at that. Okay, so you wear several hats. And one of them is, is it the Piedmont area on aging? Oh, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, It's uh, Piedmont Senior Resources Area Agency on Aging. Um, I'm the Director of Nutrition and Transportation. We do serve, of course, all of Buckingham County, but uh, six other rural counties to the south of Buckingham County. You, You and I have discussed an initiative that I'm involved with. It's here, our Health, Equity, and Access in Rural Regions. And Northern Buckingham is actually part of our footprint. What simply amazes me is you can throw a rock across the river. 
from Scottsdale to, arm, you can. to Buckingham, <laughs> yeah, or walk across the bridge. But there's such a defining municipality geopolitical line there that we just can't seem to come together on. And it's mostly governmental. I do think that Buckingham and Scottsville or Albemarle County could do a lot more collaboration, not only at the government side, but, you know, the nonprofit side, because I, like you, represent a nonprofit, well, excuse me, a consortium of nonprofits called the South Central Virginia Nonprofit Network. And it's very similar to here. We, we do the same things, whether it's a nutrition, transportation, literacy, uh, and it was birthed out of COVID, just I assume like here was. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID actually gave us a big boost. Mm-hmm. So, and we worked very close with um, the town because they had CARES funding. So we were able to get supplies out to businesses, churches, and individuals. And we did the same thing. Yeah. So I don't want to get too deep into this today because I think it's a a broad topic and I would love to discuss it at greater length than we have time Absolutely. for today. I think we have enough material to cover two more podcasts, but <laughs> I don't, I do not want your listeners falling asleep at the wheel and, and their easy chairs when they're listening to my droll conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they should enjoy this and I'm sure I'm going to I'll get feedback and oh, I'm you're, probably sure going, feedback. <laughs> you're getting feedback, but again, Thank you so much for taking time out this morning. And Absolutely I will get, my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for what you do for the town of Scottsdale and have done for the town of Scottsdale. Yeah, I guess I haven't stopped. You have not, which is good. So again, thank you so much for your time today. And we'll catch up on health issues later on. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Take Thanks. care. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of this fine Sunday. And as always, if you have a story, a song, an issue, or just want to have a conversation, contact me. I would love to hear from you.